Welcome to E-Commerce Matters. E-Commerce Matters is the UK's leading e-commerce pricing podcast brought to you by Black Curve. Each episode explores how retailers can better understand competitor pricing and use pricing insights to improve online visibility and check out conversion. This is episode 50. I'll resist temptation to bust out a happy birthday song to us entitled Profit Wizards, Mastering Pricing Intelligence. I'm Philip Huthwaite, founder and CEO at Black Curve. I'm joined as ever by Dr. Rob Horton, Chief Product Officer at Black Curve. Let's get pricing. Well, hello, Profit Wizard, or should I say Pricing Wizard? Uh, I feel like we should have brought the uh, intro music back for the 50th episode, you know. <laughs> well, I hadn't actually hadn't actually planned it, but there you go. Anyone who started listening recently will have no idea. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so go go and listen to. Uh, I, d- I think it made it. I think it made its way at least to episode twenty um, before uh, I, I discovered that. Um, I can probably put the music in in post and it sounds a lot better. That's uh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, but it was really good for like revving us up. I quite liked it. Yeah, we used to we used uh, to that were definitely that was that was peak lockdown, wasn't it, when we hadn't seen each other for Yeah, we needed something anybody. to do. Holy we, we needed something to uh, to motivate us and get us get us through the day. So, um so apparently it takes 50 episodes before you can you can become a wizard. You've got to record 50 podcast episodes. <laughs> Um, I'll let Harry Potter know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and also, I should probably say that um, you know this is not a reflection podcast, so so don't worry, we're not going to go too too much into um, past uh, past episodes. But um, but we used to bring props, didn't we? There's uh, another thing to cheer oh, us up. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, we used to. I used to bring whatever was in my room at the time, and you used to bring whatever child's toy you could find. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't. And unfortunately, my kids aren't quite old enough for Harry Potter, so I might have struggled to um, to find a wand. But but I, I think I, I think I could could have cracked out a wizard's hat uh, from somewhere. I, I think I can pull that out of the fancy dress. Um, I've got one somewhere as well. We've messed this up. We have, we have, <laughs> and we're no, we're no longer doing videos. So so we we just have to listeners will have to imagine us doing this podcast episode. No, with, I'm uh, waiting for the dodgy Photoshop on the podcast. Uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to bust it out for the episode, um, <laughs> uh, you know, graphic, the, the podcast title. So, uh, so there, there, there we go. We've we've sorted that out. So, welcome, Rob. Let's not <laughs> let's stop wittering on about wizard, shall we? And let's talk about pricing intelligence. Um, so today we're going to talk about how to master pricing intelligence, and really, it's an opportunity for you to learn how you can use it to stay ahead. Learn how you can use uh, the pricing data to ultimately to your advantage to increase increase profits and I mean pricing intelligence might be a term that you know um, it 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 it's also you know can be known as uh, price tracking or or competitor intelligence or competitor pricing there's lots of lots of terminology which is which is sort of a catch-all catch-all term um, so we're going to cover all the bases today because 
we're the profit wizards. So we're going to help you increase your increase your profits today. So um, I'll stop being cheesy. I promise, Rob. Uh, by by the end of today's mm-hmm. podcast, <laughs> well, it hasn't happened in five years. There we go. Helen says that's what she loves about me. So you know, I'm not going to change Aww. change now. You know. <laughs> Sharing too much for episode fifty. Aren't that's I? all right. That's nice. <laughs> um, so pricing intelligence software. What is it? Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty much what you covered. It's um, it it tends to be a piece of software that kind of centralizes all that pricing data and insights and information you could get out of it. Uh, so for for us at Black Curve, we have a product called Tracker that does this, and really. What it is, it's a, a data aggregator and then dashboard and reporting engine uh, functionally. But what that means, and I think we're going to go into that more in in through the episode, is that really it kind of it becomes your hub or your HQ or your like central point for all that data, so you can ask questions and get answers and pricing related ones largely. But we'll also get into the other things that you can do. But yeah, so it's it's the software itself is. Uh, provides the kind of window into that pricing data world really yeah and users i mean it's a software product and users inter- interact with it either by logging into to a dashboard uh, or you know a lot of a lot of users lo- just da- like to download reports from it and and mm-hmm. use use the data or the insights that's given to them via via an excel spreadsheet um and we also we also have customers that that use it by plugging into uh, our our api pulling it pulling out the data um and then presenting that data in their own visualization product whether yeah. it be tableau or or equivalent um yeah. i mean ultimately it's it's used to help it's a pricing intelligence tool so so you know hopefully it's helping users make pricing decisions that's that's what fundamentally um it's doing um but the is it just just um just at the top of the show i know this isn't in the notes but it's probably worth giving like a core example of what a pricing intelligence decision might be just just to kind of set the context before we kind of dive into the into the software so really the kind of classic question that we one would seek to answer the one I was doing this morning is is like why is this product not selling as well as I as it should have been or it has done in the past or as I perceive it should be and then you can use software like well you could use Backcurve uh, to go in and say okay well I'm priced at this point but I can see my competitors are spread above and below me but these guys are significantly below me. So is is the reason that I'm not selling because I'm too expensive? I can try dropping the price on that product. And that's and then when you bundle that up into kind of something that we're telling you rather than a question that you're asking, that for me becomes an insight, right? But we're saying, hey, you want to look at this product because you've got you've got competitors cheaper than you and we, we think you're mispriced. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a great example. Um, I had the pleasure of joining you on on that on that call early, earlier today, and it was it was <laughs> it's really it's really cool, right? You know, um, the, the 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 customer was was saying, 
well, hang on a minute, I'm not at my minimum price yet. I've got more margin in this sale, but but the mm. the rules aren't aren't going down there. What? Why? Why am I not selling? What? What am I missing? And and the tool flagged to the user. Well, essentially, you know, you're you're you've only decided to compete with with these five competitors and they're a lot higher than your minimum price and therefore you're you're competing at this stage whereas so the question you've got to ask yourself is well do I do I expand the competitors that I look at in in that particular instance um in in another instance for for another set of products uh the competitors were much lower but they they weren't competing with those competitors and it was because mm-hmm. in that instance it was flagging that the minimum price was basically stopping you from keep competing there so therefore you know you've got to make a decision of well is is my minimum price calculation correct in that that instance or do I just have to accept that you know for whatever for whatever reason that, that uh, that's the margin I've got to make on those products therefore um therefore I can't can't compete so so really you know if, if what pricing intelligence tools do is that they help focus your mind and focus your pricing decisions where where those where those decisions are going to make the most the most benefit because let's face it Mm -hmm. you know i mean that 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 particular retailer that we're working with had had you know best part of a hundred thousand SKUs. you know best will in the world you're not going to be you know you need you need tooling in place but even if you've got a thousand products anything that can help you save time during this during the day and focus your thought and your brain power where it's going to make the the best impact the the better um and you, you, you the, sorry just to jump in on that i think the reason it's so important or impactful in pricing in particular as well is that pricing is often driven by the tails so a lot of the stuff just sits in the middle and is, is kind of fine and you'll sit around where you should be in the market middle of the market and price change here or there doesn't actually do much but then the ones that are really price sensitive there's the kind of tails of your distribution where you're either kind of too cheap or or too expensive or can't compete and should be competing they're a small price change on those kind of needle in a haystack product can be super super impactful and this is why i think insights are so powerful because it lets you flag those so you don't have to go digging through like you said a hundred thousand SKUs for them you can find that 10 100 products that that's really affected by this and then target that without having to kind of do it line by line or build the spreadsheet out yourself so let's let's talk about that now then shall we so mm-hmm. why do you need pricing intelligence uh, i think you've you've teased us with some market pricing um <laughs> theory there do you want to expand on that for us rob yeah sure so so for i guess for for my our philosophy now in in the modern e-commerce online shopping age if we if we pull right back is that like pricing is a key part of your users buying journey and um so really price effects for for me like in different ways touch points along that whole journey um so the first part of it that i really think about is kind of discoverability and that's if you're not in the right price range, if you're not priced to the market, you're going to get penalized by marketplaces, search engines and the like, right? In terms of product visibility, they'll make you less visible because if, they, if your price is bad, they think you're less relevant. Um, coupled to that is that then when you're those marketplaces like Google, for example, or, or Amazon, which drive a huge amount of revenue through them, you are lined up against every single one of your 
competitors in this space. So then your price will become a big barrier to conversion, right? If you're mispriced there, people aren't going to click through and buy on your website because if, if price is a determining factor, they'll go to someone cheaper. And then back in the relevancy question, okay, so there's, there's organic visibility, but I can also cheat, well, quote-unquote cheat. I can pay to play, but price also affects that ad spend. Uh, in the it's a feature in Google's relevancy algorithm that we talked about many episodes before. Um, and what that means is that if you're pricing, if you're mispriced, you're going to have to pay more because Google will deem you as less relevant. So same as the organic visibility piece. So why is price intelligence important? Because price is like a thread that runs through that entire journey. And if you don't have the software to kind of understand the effects of price on that journey, you're, you're running blind, right? So you can't answer questions like, why am I, why, why is this product not selling as much as I want? Is it, can I isolate it as an ad spend issue? Is it a visibility issue? Is it a price issue? Um, is it a marketplace issue? Um, should I even be, what, what products should I be going after next? Kind of, do I have issues with my suppliers pricing compared to where other people are getting their product from all these, these core issues, I'm saying issues a lot, but all these core, core questions rely on pricing data. It's like a fundamental piece of the puzzle. And so that's really why you need pricing intelligence and really specifically price intelligence software, because if you're trying to answer these questions at scale over a hundred thousand SKUs, you're much better off leveraging tool like black curve, to be honest, that can, that has kind of built the reports up for you has cookie cutter analysis. You can run, can highlight the outliers that you need to look at and then get you some really easy, often low hanging fruit that will dramatically, I mean, go back into the profit wizards, but like that could dramatically improve conversion and, cost of acquisition and amount of sales you're getting through and all, and all the rest of it. And I mean, you've mentioned profit wizards there. I'm going to reference the the title of, of today's podcast. You know, a lot of people come to us initially saying, yeah, I'm interested in a pricing tool, price intelligence tool, competitor, competitor tool. And, and their immediate need is, I feel that I want to be more competitive my pricing i feel that that's that's hampering me and really what price intelligence tool in that instance helps you do is well did you know that you are you know on these i don't know 10 percent of your inventory 20 percent of your inventory you're a lot cheaper than everybody else therefore you're giving away money unnecessarily if, if the market is a lot more expensive than you each and every sale that you make at that lower price point you're giving away profit that you don't need to need to give away so therefore price intelligence tools can very quickly flag to you where you're too cheap to, to you can make more money in that order and conversely what they can do straight out of the gate is show you where you're too expensive and mm-hmm. you know market theory dictates that if you're selling branded goods you know people are swayed a lot more by the brand and where they can get the brand at the best price rather than the retailer appreciate that as a sweeping I would statement say market practice as well dictates yeah, yeah. That as well um, that's true so yeah so market theory market <laughs> practice um you know 80 percent of the time you know that, that you know pareto um, yeah, it, really, it really matters but, <laughs> it really matters but you know typically what we see is where you're too expensive you're you're not going to sell on that product so so mm-hmm. therefore if if it can flag to you where you need to reduce price 
you're suddenly you're, you're not getting any revenue from those products and then all of a sudden you start to get revenue from from those products which mean that that hopefully you're you're selling them at a, with a with with a with a margin in there so you are going to make make more money and that's the initial initial need for pricing intelligence tools but but what what then is great to see is people's eyes open up of going hang on a minute you know this is this pricing has really helped me improve my product visibility and therefore the more people that see me the more chance that people clicking through onto your website the more people that will that will purchase with you more money and then the third mm-hmm. thing that it helps you to do which which i'm, I'm just going to reference the profitability angle on it is that it it reduces your cost per acquisition because google thinks hey your pricing is more relevant Therefore, you're more relevant as a retailer. Therefore, I'm not going to make it as ex- as expensive for you to bid for that the position on that that particular that particular search term. And therefore, your cost per acquisition comes down. So your overall market spend becomes more efficient. And and that's why that's why I, you know I love I love pricing as a as a sector because you know it does does cut through so many different areas and it really can be used used uh, to to bring to bring profits to your business. So. So with that, I mean, we're going to talk explicitly about the application of price intelligence software in e-commerce. That's our that's our mm-hmm. background. We've been doing it for a long time, but but we have been known, Rob, haven't we, from time to time to dabble in to dabble in other areas prior prior to Black Curve and <laughs> um, and certainly certainly in, in open honesty in the early days of Black Curve when um, you know I'm talking talking when we were you know one man and his dog um, trying to work out. Well, hang on, we know that companies have a pricing challenge what's the best sector to for us to to apply this particular technology so black curve you know ultimately as i said and hopefully as listeners know you're in the right place we're we're an e-commerce matters podcast so we're supporting e-commerce companies make pricing decisions um and so that that's our trade but but pricing intelligence software is used in in multiple different different um sectors of of business so the ones that you probably know about are you know most of us have got on a plane right most of us have traveled somewhere um, most of us have booked a uh, have, have flown somewhere and so that that sector very much has dynamic pricing has price intelligence to support those companies those airline companies i'm good for this particular mm-hmm. example make decisions on how much should that particular seat at that particular time going on that particular route blah 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 how much should that be I mean then supporting the the employees of the travel companies to to make their decisions both tactically and strategically uh, from a pricing perspective in other in other sectors you've got you know hotels hospitality right uh, rooms <laughs> we, we've, yep. all, yeah, we've all stayed yeah. in hotels and gone oh hang on a minute I checked this hotel last week and it was it was 150 quid a night and now suddenly why is it 100 pounds a night well actually that's because clearly the price intelligence tool has, has shown that that demand's not strong it's better us to sell that particular hotel room than than have it empty so price intelligence does cut through multi, multiple multiple sectors um but I, I i don't think we'll dwell too much on 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 outside of e-commerce yeah i mean it's i, I guess it's like anything with the market is it's to some degree or, or other I mean, the, the classic one that we never talk about, but kind of reference a lot is the stock market. Um, that was kind of, if if we're honest, where like a lot of the driving force for this kind of technology came out of in the 80s in terms of automatic trading and 
ability to kind of accurately price things on the fly. And then, yeah, the, the hospitality and travel ones are interesting because those are the ones that people tend to get very upset about, often rightly so. So I think I was on the radio a long time ago, three or four years ago now when uh, uh, I think Tottenham had made it somewhere in the Champions League and ticket prices had gone through the roof and they wanted us, BBC Radio 4 wanted a soundbite, but that's a, that's a classic demand-based pricing. So, and I think someone honestly has a button they put a thumb on to add a thousand pounds to a ticket when something like that happens. And then the um, the the other ones that, that actually we we do have some involvement with and have done historically is things like um, price. Let's say if you're watching TV or listening to the radio, um, there's often a bidding process or, or looking at adverts outside on the street. There's often a bidding process that goes behind that, and that's all done automatically as as well. Slightly different approach, but again, like how do I know what to sell a, uh, a TV slot for a given time of day? Well, I will make some calculation based off audience size, demographic, uh, time of day, season, et cetera, et cetera. And then the calculate price of that. So it's used basically everywhere that you need to set a price. I mean, it's the honest answer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, that, that moves quite nicely into, some of the the benefits of using it and almost you know it is it is it is an extension of the previous question of why do you need pricing intelligence tools um mm. you know these companies are typically looking to make pricing decisions at scale and certainly if i if i talk to the small medium sized businesses that that might be fairly new or or just simply for whatever reason haven't got involved in the pricing intelligence game up until now if they talk me through their previous pricing decision process a lot of it is done on almost gut feel it's done on that previous market knowledge of you know oh i don't know uh, shimano gears I've, I've i've always got to price it at this level and these are the competitors that matter or um w- whatever it might be we've got those previous biases on, on us or, or or in terms mm-hmm. of from a pricing decision process if, if you look at an inventory of ten thousand products we've all got the retailers have all got key selling lines that they that they sell more of and therefore they focus more of their especially if they're doing manual decision making they focus more of their time and effort and energy on those ones because simply you know that that is a good well, good 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 well, it drives they they're the ones that drive yeah. the business right yeah. yeah i mean that's the that's the, so if we, if we pull back out of that briefly what we're effectively saying is that people move towards pricing intelligence software when they want to systematize or whether whether like manually or automatically it doesn't really matter but they want to apply a consistent system in terms of their pricing so that in that way it's not it's it is often you kind of want to bake some of the gut feel into the system but what it does is it it kind of a generalizes it and lets you analyze that gut feel but it also like brings other people in because usually we see that there's one or two key stakeholders in the business who've been doing this and they tend to be quite senior um and they know a lot about the market they know a lot about the competitors but how do you kind of safely kind of translate that and get that into get someone else slightly more 
not necessarily more genie, but often without that level of experience doing that. And and that's often again when people start moving to use this type of software because it lets them kind of at least put a framework in place that then someone else can work within. Um yeah, I like I like that a lot. It it, it gives you that safe structure uh to to expand the ability, you know, it's, it's almost uh, that's probably not not the right way to say it. But what happens if that person gets hit by a bus? Right? How how do you? Well, you, that, know, that, you that's it, right? That's the it, it's the key. What we'd call in our world, I don't know how much key key man risk management. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so absolutely, it gives you that gives you that framework. And then the other thing, which is which is an extension of that, um, the companies that are not not using pricing intelligence software are typically making pricing decisions in an ad hoc in an ad hoc manner so let's just say you're a retailer that's selling branded goods and you're making decisions manually so you are going out you know randomly oh i've got time on a tuesday i'm going to spend a bit of time searching google shopping finding what the competitors are selling at and then making my decisions off the back of that that okay it's, mm-hmm. it's better than better than nothing absolutely but but or sure as hell all your competitors will have some some price intelligence tooling of some degree in there which means that if they are looking at you you know almost by the afternoon your your prices are out of date so and you, you might not come back to it for another for another week so even if you are not using i'm not i'm not going to talk about price automation because I think that that will confuse what I'm going to say, but but really, if you've got a pricing intelligence tool that is constantly looking, is constantly assessing, is constantly managing, finding insights for you, even if you're then making your decisions in an ad hoc way or 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 whenever you've got time, at least you know that you're making it on data that's always live, yeah, always accurate. I, th- I always think there. that needs stressing actually. Um, so we. We scrape, we re-scrape all products three times a day at a minimum. Um, and this, we didn't used to, if I'm completely honest, but this is for me is like very much a post-pandemic, ever-moving online effect. And everyone, bec- a lot of the players online becoming more sophisticated. And we we obviously see patterns around when people change their prices and the rest of it, but realistically you need a data supplier who are scraping multiple times a day just to keep up with the market now um if you if you're stuck with more more traditional guys who i mean up until recently we were the same we're doing kind of four, uh two days a week or even in some cases weekly price runs for you you're going to be so behind the market by the time you actually look at the data, you almost might as well not bother or just go on Google shopping yourself and put the SKU code in. Um, so that, that in order for any of this to work, I guess is what I'm saying. You need real time up, up to date, accurate data. Cause it all falls over otherwise, obviously. And so if users are looking to conduct competitor analysis you know and they're Mm -hmm. they're interested in i mean we're we're a we're a a podcast e-commerce matters but but black curve is a company that provides pricing intelligence (laughs) software um what are the various ways that users can go off and 
start to conduct, start start to get some pricing intelligence? Where where can they go? Yeah, I mean, it's super easy for for using Black Curve, and we, we're kind of quite proud of that. We are quite proud of that. Um, so you've got a couple of routes in, really. Uh, you can go to our website, blackcurve.com, and um, just click the big button that says, uh, depending on which call to action at any given point of time, but try it now or just Try for free whatever. currently. Try for free. There we go. Try it. So it's free as well, at least to start. Um, so go to that, click the button, and you just create a site. And all you need to do is either upload a spreadsheet with some products in it, or connect your merchant center account and we'll pull the products in behind the scenes and uh, you will we'll automatically start connecting data for you and you'll be away. Uh, the other ways you can do it is to go to basically the, uh, we're on a couple of app stores. Um, actually, I think we're, we're primarily on, on Shopify. So you can just go to the Shopify app store and uh, click a button and install us and or you, again, you're away, we'll pull in your products in automatically, we'll go off scraping behind the scenes. I, uh, If you do have Merchant Central, you do are on Shopify, I would suggest those two routes, just because then our, uh, the products are kept up to date in the system. You can, you can use a spreadsheet and upload products, and that's fine, but every time you want to change your products, you're going to have to upload a new, a new spreadsheet. So I'd heavily recommend either connecting Merchant Center or, or going to the various app stores and that's only a few clicks which which is much better than faffing around with a spreadsheet and making sure that yeah the csv and, um, hasn't corrupted your gtins or, not, or anything like that it's been it's been a while since i probably looked at the time to value but i spun up a dummy site yesterday and was away with data within an hour or so which is pretty cool so that that's from no site to uh, to kind of doing competitor analysis in in about an hour, which is pretty crazy, right? I mean, that's that's brilliant. And and from a we do have a free trial that's fourteen days currently, and uh, there's no restrictions on that. So you can, you know, we, we hope at the end of the fourteen days that you say yes, absolutely, I'll put my credit card in. But but you do have the opportunity to really kick the tires uh, from a black curve perspective for for fourteen days. Yeah, yeah, we um we very rightly i think back our products so um download it try it out and if you have any feedback or if it's not working for the various reasons please let us know and we we try our best to kind of get those fixes out as rapidly as possible and so the last thing is it might be worth exploring what is the difference between a a paid and a, a free version almost assessing which which is right for you so i mean black curve does sort of have a free version so you can you can use us for for 14 <laughs> days but um i'm not going to give a spoiler alert uh too much but watch this space for a new a new product that's coming coming very soon that uh, that we're very very excited about um but i'm not going to say any more than that and rob you are sworn to secrecy as well on, on that front but um but, <laughs> but there are there are because i know what you like there are um there are some options uh, from a from a free perspective if um if, if if you you know do you know what not everybody has budget for price intelligence tools but needs needs price it needs it needs intelligence um in their in their lives um so actually a simple one is just simply heading to shopping.google.com right yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and putting yeah. in putting in um putting in the products we do recommend that um 
that you just start copying and pasting GTINs in there if you want to um, if you want to to get to get the the best match and increase your chances of getting a match and then just click compare x shops and what that'll do is take you to a Google page which gives you a list of all the competitors selling selling that product and and the price associated to it um, now that is very very manual it will take you a long time and if you're doing it enough you will get blocked so so hence why yeah. why um why you know you absolutely you know this is this is we haven't spoken about this in a, in a benefit for it but um but certainly if you're looking to do competitive price tracking why using a price intelligence tool to so i would just just like anecdotally from what i do in the day-to-day i reckon if you spend more than about 30 minutes to an hour googling skews um and specifically like SKU codes or uh, like ENs or whatever, you you will get put in the naughty bin for a day or so <laughs> because it happens to be fairly regularly. And from talking to uh, to users or customers, it it happens to them fairly regularly as well. So uh, just uh, just one of the big advantages of actually paid pricing intelligence software is the ability to do that a hundred thousand times <laughs> every day <laughs> because I you can't really and it's not whether you have the ability to do it it's more like how do you actually practically do it without getting put in a naughty, put on a naughty step by Google yeah and in the early days of Black Curve when we were trying to work out I mean work work out you know how, how on earth do you actually collect data from from the internet okay that was that was rule one one right we want to we want to display competitor insights to our users my control c control v uh, by the end of it i was wanting to tear my hair out so the retailers that are doing it manually each and every day and have been doing it manually for for a long time must be i don't know they must have, have i don't know i'm trying to think of the, the descriptive word here but um but they must have a lot of staying staying power to to be able to to do that each and every day because <laughs> it is quite a tedious job just copy paste gtins into google shopping and and getting getting the results so it's fine yeah, and the, the other the other thing i'd say on that is that um we we've seen it happen is don't bother trying to build your own scraper it's it's like if you're not doing it at at scale you would like paying for basically software like ours like we start at, for the tracker at depending where you are but like 99 pounds plus 30 pounds per thousand skis if you think about the engineering investment to come up with something halfway decent and specific to you uh it's not going to be 99 pounds plus 30 pounds for a thousand skis i can tell you that for free if you if you factor just, just to get time. the engineer out of bed to turn up to a meeting you're gonna have you're gonna have spent spent a thousand pounds before you've you probably you paid him that as he's wandered down the street to get his coffee in the morning do you know what i mean like it's um, <laughs> and and i mean we've we have spent millions building our technology yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's and, it's a i i think oh it's probably a different podcast but like it is a very very hard problem and a very very hard problem to do consistently at scale and then an even harder problem to do multiple times a day at scale. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a, it, for me, it's a classic case of buy, not build. It, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, and it's always it was was quite fun. I think last year actually we had we had someone who trialed our software, and then they said 
we didn't hear anything from them after after the trial and then about six months later they came back and said yeah we attempted to build it ourselves actually and um, we spent quite a lot of money and it worked in the first two weeks and then we got blocked and didn't really know why or or how to how to scale it so so i think you know it's there's some things that are absolutely are worth keeping in house but um but there's a time and a place to go to go for an expert and you know it's it's intelligent software for reason so make sure you get you get the experts to do it um, and we at black curve blackcurve.com uh, you know our, our pricing experts uh, or pricing wizards as today's podcast uh, describes um, was there anything you're a wizard Phil. i know oh, harry yeah you're a wizard harry yeah so um i've always wanted to be harry potter i think i did, did go to the warner brothers studios and it was very very cool oh uh, jess has promised to take me we still haven't been yet i you should I you should take her for valentine's day or something you know that's not a bad show <laughs> um uh, and so the last I, I think it's worth mentioning there's one other website that um that that i i come across and use um uh, sort of sometimes just ad hoc from a personal perspective uh you know if, I, if i'm on my phone or whatever and um and we're not actually tracking this product at, at black curve is just something called pricerunner.com mm. and it's it's freely available for for end consumers it's it's kind of chart it's 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 targeting end consumer really who you know they're they're looking to buy i don't know that the the, the apple iphone or they're looking to buy that sony playstation or or seems to be air fries these days that everybody's interested in that's interesting i still it's not open up the can of worms about if there's actually cheaper to run or not but um but you know it, it just it's just quite neat that you can you can click on it and then it'll show you the price history over time and who's got it in stock and, and what their price is. Um, and, and sometimes it actually shows you things like, oh, this is the lowest lowest price in so many days. And so so just just if, if you're a business, you can obviously, you know, in the same way that we've mentioned Google Shopping, you can, you can use that. Um, I haven't used it enough to get blocked, so I don't know whether or not... Um, no, those, those things are pretty good. Um, and actually... Because they're targeted at consumers uh, and tend to drive conversion, I think the 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 the, the big players I don't really mind them right because it becomes another channel, effectively. Um, those, but I think I think you've hit a key point there in terms of the difference between free versus paid. It's really the free stuff tends to be more consumer grade, focusing on an individual product. So I want to know. Um, oh yeah, like classic. Um, why do I need your software? I can just Google the SKU, right? Sure, of course. Like, if you've got hundred products and can go through them each, or ten products and go through them every day, like, there are things that we can do and can help you with. But like, th- this kind of thing, you can you can probably do yourself. But it's really like, how do I look at my products all together? How do I look at them against specific competitors? How do I look at them against a subset of competitors? How do I look at where my margins should be? How do I look at kind of my ad spend or where my sales should be? These, it, this layering of data and, and kind of aggregate and more complex questions beyond like, beyond the simple, what are other people selling this for, this particular product for, you you kind of get, that's when you're into paid software really. And the honestly, the core reason for that, and we kind of had a little tangent about it, is that scraping is, is expensive um there isn't really a cheap way to do it so there will always be some baseline cost associated with it to get to get the free crypto of data that's really required to do this well 
and that's probably a good good place to end and a good you've you've given a great summary there already rob i think i might i might <laughs> still i might steal that for, for for my own if if i may that ultimately price intelligence software gives you that specific lens you know it, okay yeah i can get the data i can get access to what competitors are selling different different products for what price they're selling it at but wh- where do i focus my effort and energy which which decision is going to make the greatest impact why how should i look at that data is that competitor relevant is that competitor not relevant and it's that intelligence aspect that that pricing intelligence software gives you we've all got million and one things to do in our day-to-day and what price intelligence software enables you to do is cut through the noise ingest lots and lots of data points and just simply put on put in a nice plate in a pretty bow for you that mr retailer mrs retailer this is what's happened today this is what happened last week this is what happened last month this is where you should look to make your decisions today because of x y and z and what the price intelligence software is ultimately looking to do though is those decisions are going to bring you increased profits because they will show you where you're too cheap they'll show you where you're too expensive they'll highlight to you which competitors are relevant and which competitors are not relevant so it means that you're not going to be just dropping your prices racing to the bottom and then because you're starting to make pricing decisions, because you're starting certainly from a branded goods perspective to be more relevant in the marketplace, Google's saying, hang on a minute, this retailer is changing prices a lot more. This retailer seems to be in the mix a lot more from a pricing perspective. They're more relevant. You're going to get all the secondary benefits around improved visibility inside Google search and, and the other search engines as well. And what does increased visibility mean? Increased visibility means more people are going to see you, more people are going to click through, more people are going to buy from you. And then that that then in turn improves your advertising expenditure because, again, the algorithms in the advertising products such as Google say, hang on a minute, loads of people are clicking this, loads of people are seeing this, this particular retailer is more relevant, therefore I'm not going to charge that retailer as much to get that good position inside, inside ads. So it's this lovely circle of... I was going to say circle of love there, but it's probably not the right way to describe it. It's this lovely, um, <laughs> lovely circle of use the price intelligence tool to get your pricing right, and it gives you a load of secondary benefits. And uh, we we all, you know, I mean, we're 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 venture backed, so at the moment, profit feels like a bit of a dirty word at the moment. But certainly, um, in a in a in a cost of living crisis, a lot of the VCs are moving towards more profit based um, profit based growth, and so absolutely we've all got shareholders to listen to we've all got we've all got owners to listen to and if you can do even some simple things from a pricing perspective you'd be surprised at how much profit it can bring pricing is one of the greatest levers of profit growth so you'd be you'd be silly to ignore it so with that we've been black curve this has been e-commerce matters the uk's leading e-commerce pricing podcast happy birthday rob until next time happy pricing It's not my birthday. (laughs) It's 50, isn't it?